Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. All right, so before we get started, can you please share your name, your location, and the name of your private practice? My name is Erin Anderson. I currently live in Marinci, Arizona, and my private practice name is ProTalk Speech Therapy. Oh man, Erin, I'm so happy that you can be on the podcast with us. And before we dive in to learn about your private practice and what you're doing now, can you give the listeners a little bit of background of, of how you got started maybe early in your career and how you started, how and when you started thinking about private practice? Well, um, I first started working in the schools, actually. Um, I, right after I graduated with my undergrad, um, I started working as an SLPA in the public schools in Arizona, uh, which was an awesome experience. Um, I had a great supervisor. Uh, I highly recommend going that route. <laughs> I learned a lot. Um, a lot of things that you don't learn in school, um, a lot of practical things, a lot of um, therapy ideas, therapy techniques. Um, so I did that actually for about three years while I was working on my master's. Um, and after I graduated with my master's degree, I, I went back and worked in the schools um, for about seven years. Um, so I did preschool through middle school. Nice, that's a pretty and nice range. So yeah, pretty big range. Yeah. Um, and it actually wasn't until I had my first child um, that I kind of wanted to stay home, but I also wanted to still stay in the field. Um, and so I started thinking about private practice then, and that was now seven years ago. Um, and so ironically, I was telling my husband how I wanted to maybe start seeing some clients on the side, uh, you know, uh, ideally when he's home, he can watch our daughter and then I could go to work. <laughs> um, 
And uh, he happened to be talking with a coworker whose son needed speech. And so it kind of fell into my lap, uh, so to speak. And that's how it actually started. So um, it kind of ignited a little fire in me thinking, mm -hmm. okay, this is something I can do. So, um, you know, it's been a great thing because it can work around my family schedule. Um, I'm still able to service clients and do what I like, um, but I'm also able to spend time with my family. So yeah. it's been a great thing. I love that. I mean, I love that, you know, you, you practiced for a certain number of years and just as maybe you were starting to like either get a little bit itchy with, you know, you had a, a new child, right? And then sometimes when you open yourself up to a possibility, it's like the stars kind of align and stuff happens, right? So it sounds like maybe that's kind of what happened related to your husband talking to that, his coworker, huh? Yes. Um, you know, I really had no idea about private practice. Um, working in the schools for a number of years, um, I also started doing a little PRN work at an assisted living facility. Um, so I had experience with, with um, all different ages, yeah. But as far as business goes, I have no background in business. So, um, you know, most people that, don't. Yeah, that's, that's a whole nother world to me. So, um, so yeah, you know, I never really thought about it until uh, I had my first child. And then I thought, you know, this might be a fun way to go and let's explore it. So, um, you know, I, I really got lucky getting my first client. And from then on, um, word of mouth is a powerful tool. So, <laughs> you know, you establish those relationships with the families and the parents and, um, and it's, you know, it really helps when you have that. Um, and then people talk, people, people will, um, you know, gladly offer your information to someone else that might need it. So, um, that's where it really all kind of started. I love that. Yeah. People want to make a good referral, right? Mm -hmm. If, if you've been happy with something, you want to tell other people that you're happy with that too, right? Mm -hmm. So when you do a good job with clients and they they think that you've done well clinically and you know they even enjoy you personally, I think that it's it you're right. That's how word of mouth starts to build is from those relationships. So so what happened next? You had that first client and maybe some um, word of mouth was starting to happen. What happened from there? Well, um, you know, I still connect with a lot of colleagues from the schools that I worked with and um, uh, specifically some of the old supervisors that I had. And, um, and so after that first client, I thought, you know, maybe I can do this. Um, it's, it's nice to be able to set your own hours and your own schedule. And so uh, I went to Vistaprint and I printed up some business cards. And, um, and that was kind of the first step. I started passing them out to friends, um, to colleagues. And um, a lot of my uh, fellow SLPs that work in the schools, you know, they wanna have those summers off. And, yeah. and so, but then they have kiddos that still need services throughout, you know, care, to carry over throughout the summer. And, um, and so it was great because I had friends that would then start referring me, hey, this kiddo needs services, or can you see him privately? Um, it would benefit them for additional services. So um, that's how it, it kind of started taking off from there. 
Um, and, and so that, that was really great because, uh, essentially I started just working weekends, um, my husband's home. So, you know, he can stay home with the children and <laughs> allows me to go, um, see some clients for a few hours. I love that. So, so what, is that what your private practice looks like at this point? So at this point, it kind of does. Um, I have been branching out. I'm contracting with the school district here mm -hmm. as well. Um, so a couple summers ago, I serviced a couple kiddos for um, ESY services mm -hmm. through the district. And currently, um, they just accept a proposal of mine to um, see some kids at the preschool. So I will be giving them a couple days a week um, over there as well, in addition to my private practice. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's growing. <laughs> That's fantastic. And you're located in Arizona, right? I am. Yes. Okay. So I went to your website and I noticed like a big RV. Yes. So tell me about that. Yes. Well, uh, we moved to Marinci, which is a small mining town mm -hmm. here in northern, northeastern Arizona. Uh, there's about 6,000 people here, so it's very small, yeah. and we didn't know how long we'd be here for, um, so um, the housing is kind of tough uh, to, well, let alone have a guest, yeah. but to have an office, we have no room for that, um, and so it makes it hard when clients have to come to your house, you know, I have screaming kids, I mean... <laughs> You know, it's just not really practical. Um, and for a while, I was driving to people's homes and doing it that way. Uh, but I really wanted to have my own space where I'm not living out of the trunk of my car uh, with all my therapy materials. So um, it's kind of funny. I, I didn't really want to have a brick and mortar, uh, again, because we didn't know how long we'd be here. So um, I kind of got this idea and I told my husband, I said, it's kind of crazy, but what do you think about a travel trailer? We can actually pull it up in front of our house um, and we can plug it in. So I have electricity, I have, you know, air conditioning heat. Um, and he thought, well, that's actually not a bad idea. And then mm -hmm. if we move, we can yeah. take it with us. <laughs> so that's how it kind of started. Well, because... I just think that's, again, if part of this whole podcast is to show people different possibilities, mm -hmm. right? And that, you know, you can, when I first started this whole thing, I really thought that every, that, that to be in private practice, you had to have a brick and mortar location. Mm -hmm. I had no concept that that was one way to do it. Mm -hmm. And that another way to do it was to see clients in their homes or see clients in your home or just go to schools or daycares or whatever, right? right but right. but you're the first person I've talked to who has essentially purchased a physical space, but that's a mobile physical space. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that is very innovative and probably cost-wise, like a fantastic investment. Yes. Yeah. Well, like I said, um, you know, if you are not planning on being in a specific location for a long period of time, it just doesn't make sense, in my opinion, to do a brick and mortar. Um, and, you know, if you don't want to live out of your car, 
uh, with all your therapy materials, then I figured this would be a good kind of a compromise to that. So I have my own office. Um, you know, it's, it is a little smaller maybe than a typical office might be. Uh, but I have everything I need. I have a bathroom in there. I have, like I said, electricity, I have power, water, um, all of that stuff. And it's also mobile. So it has, it's really worked out for my needs. I love that. And probably your, your clients probably think that it's cool. They do. <laughs> yeah. They do. Yeah. The kids specifically love it. Yeah. They find it really interesting. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really worked out well. That's fantastic. So one question I haven't asked you yet is what kind of clients do you see? What, what is your either target population or what, you know, what's your niche or are you a generalist? Tell us more about who, who you like to work with. Well, I, I don't want to limit myself. Um, and so I really, you know, primarily see pediatrics. Uh, mm -hmm. Most of my clients are preschool, um, elementary school age, uh, but I have seen some adults as well. So, um, you know, living next to um, a mine, um, mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately we have had um, accidents mm -hmm. and uh, one of my most recent adult clients was a male with a, a TBI. Mm -hmm. So um, I was a, I worked with him for about six months um, mm -hmm. and he's doing fantastic now. In fact, I've uh, dismissed him. And um, so, you know, it's been a great thing because I, I see kids all the way through adulthood. So, um, you know, I don't want to limit myself to any specific area. Well, it sounds like you're, you're living in a relatively small town. Yes, right? it is very small. So are there, are there other practices nearby? Are you one of the only people in town or? I am really the only one. Uh, when we first moved here, um, I was basically starting from scratch. I had started my practice about three and a half hours away from here in Tucson. Mm -hmm. And when we moved here, I was starting all over. Um, and so the first thing I did was is there another SLP in this town that I can network with? And the only one that I found was the one that works at, in the school district. Um, so she services preschool all the way through the high school. So she, um, she's very busy. She services all of the kids. Pretty much, yes, the, all, the whole town. <laughs> and um, so I called her up and I said, um, I just moved here. I just wanted to, you know, get, get to know everyone. And, um, and she said, oh my gosh, we need you. <laughs> so <laughs> she has a very large caseload and she's also been a great one that I've networked with. Um, so yes, as far as I know, I am the only one in private practice here. Wow. Well, and that's fantastic. That says a lot about you too, to, to move to a town, doesn't matter what size it is, but to, to move to a new place and establish something from the ground up, right? Yeah. But then also it sounds like, you know, at some point you guys might not be staying there permanently, right? You've alluded to that a couple of times. So, so, you know, you're going to be able to take your business and yes, you'll still have to establish some, some new connections. Sure. But you have that now physical space that you're used to and you have your systems 
and you have lots of foundational stuff so that I would, that, you know, you'll be able to move to a new place wherever that is and really hit the ground running. Right. Yes. Um, you know, as tough as it was in the beginning, um, I thought, oh man, this is going to be a challenge starting from ground zero. Yeah. Um, but I, I will be able to take that with me and, and use this experience as, um, as, and use it as a great tool. So um, I, I think when we do move on, um, it won't be as scary. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, um, what does the future kind of hold for you? Let, let's say maybe two futures, right? So one future is you kind of stay where you are and what might that look like, I guess. And then the second kind of part to that is if you decide to go someplace else, what do you think your business might look like? And might it look about the same? Might it look different? What are you thinking about the next couple of years? Good questions. Um, I think as, you know, my kids get older, I plan on taking on more. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my kids are still young, um, seven and under. So I have three small kids and they need me right now. So <laughs> uh, they're not all in school full time yet. And um, so that has been my priority right now. But as they get older and they're in school more, um, it would be awesome to take on more clients, especially um, during the week, you know, like more hours dedicated to my business. Right now, I'm, I'm still kind of weekends only, part-time, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, but, you know, slowly um, growing that. So um, I see in the future, if even if we're not here, if we're in a, living in another city, um, I would like to see it growing a little bit more um, mm -hmm. and eventually maybe something uh, full-time. I think this would be an awesome thing to do full-time. So, um, you know, right now it's, uh, it's, it's worked out perfect. Um, being able to set my own schedule, still being a uh, stay at home mom as well. Um, but still keep my foot in the door and, uh, and helping a lot of other people. So, uh, I'm able to do both. So that's really <laughs> been the best thing about it. Um, so I don't know if we were to stay here, um, I think uh, the school district has alluded that they really need more help. So that could be another thing as well. I might be able to devote more time um, to kind of branching out and helping them a little bit more. Um, but, um, you know, I really enjoy uh, being able to, to kind of do my own thing. So um, I don't know. Uh, I, I really hope for the future that I can grow a little bit bigger. Well, and I think that that's smart to think about, you know, like the age of your kids, right? It, you're, you're building this around your family. Yes. Right. And so as the needs of your young kids shift, then you can kind of take on more, right? right. If that's, if that's what works for your family at that point, I think that that's very smart to be thinking like, Hey, let me figure out how to do something now and know that that might like ebb and flow and change a little bit in the future. And the good thing is, is that you have the flexibility and it sounds like the support to be yeah. able to do that. Yes. Yes. Flexibility and support, I think are key. Um, you know, everyone has their own goals for their own private practice. Um, but I think those have been the main two for me. Um, you know, having that ability uh, to be flexible, um, and, and yes, I do have a very supportive family, 
um, that, <laughs> you know, they, they've told me, well, um, you know, if you want to go back full-time, go ahead. If you want to stay home, if you want to go part-time, you know, so they're very um, accepting and willing and, um, and very supportive of my goals and, and what I hope for the future. So those, those definitely are the two keys for me right now. I love that. And the other point that I want to make that I think is so wonderful is just that you're serving your community. Yes. Right. That this is, this is a small, it sounds like fairly rural town that yes. doesn't have a lot of SLP services and yes. you've come along and are helping fill that need, whether it's for kids from the community up to adults from the community. Right. It's been very rewarding. Um, being in a rural community, there are not a lot of services here. Um, and so it's tough for families. Um, I've had families tell me that they've had to travel up to four hours to get services. Um, and then, you know, they're only going once or twice a month because they have to travel so far. So, um, so, so being here locally has really, uh, really helped the community and um, it, I've gotten great feedback. So uh, I'm very lucky in that sense. I love that. So is there anything that we either didn't touch on that you want to be able to say or any words of wisdom or lessons learned to impart on our audience? Um, I think, um, you know, definitely going from, from starting a business and then moving and starting from ground zero again, uh, you have to have patience. Um, it takes time getting to know people. You have to put yourself out there um, and really establish those relationships uh, before people begin to trust you uh, because you're trusting them with um, their family members, their friends. Um, <laughs> you know, it's also a, a financial burden sometimes. And so there's a lot of different factors. Um, and so you want to establish those relationships with people. And I think once you do that, uh, it'll start to come. Um, word of mouth, uh, being in a small town, word of mouth has been a huge thing. And, um, you know, I, I have never once paid to advertise my business. Wow. So um, <laughs> I think that's been a pretty big thing. Uh, because advertising can be expensive, uh, but I think um, not only word of mouth, but the power of social media yeah. helps as well. And um, and having a, a website or um, you know a social media account helps get the word out. And also just um, being present and showing your face. Um, people know that you're there, you're around, and you're there, you're willing to help. So uh, those are things I think um, that have really been priceless in my opinion. Um, and literally you know, priceless. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take that with me if we we're to move on somewhere else. Um, so those are some big lessons that I've learned being in private practice. Yeah. Well, I really just can't thank you enough for, for sharing your story and for talking about how you've really like filled this need in your community but also filled this need for need for your family and made this whole thing work around your life and your current setup, but also with your eyes on potentially, you know, a future move and being able to do some of this work in an entirely new location, 
but already having an existing foundation. Yes, it's it's been fun. Um, I think sometimes you have to think outside the box. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, what might work for some people might not work for you. And, um, and so if you really want to uh, pursue your private practice, I think sometimes you have to look outside the box and, uh, and it'll pay off in the end. Well, it sounds like it has paid off for you now and it will also continue to pay off in the future. Well, I definitely hope so. <laughs> but well, I think the main goal too is just, you know, we're in this profession to help others. And yeah. uh, that I think is the most rewarding. Yeah. Well, again, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story um, with our audience. And I wish you the best of luck, both where you are now and wherever the wind takes you. <laughs> thank you so much, Jenna. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a great night. Thank you. Now that you've listened to the podcast, I hope that you're all fired up to help more people while making more money. If you need help starting or growing your private practice, I can help. I have created tons of high quality resources for beginning through established private practitioners alike to help you save time, money, and confusion. Just visit www.privatepracticeinfo.com and get instant access to everything from startup guides to marketing plans to ongoing support and mentorship and more. Listen, private practice can be complicated, but it doesn't have to be. My job is to simplify the process for you so that you can do what you do best, help people. But first, you have to help yourself. Just go to www.privatepracticeinfo.com and get the resources you need to succeed today. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.